Well, family, and by family, I don't mean just Marco. I also mean the other member of our family. Are you all ready? Wait, is Hops here? Hops is here. Did you silence him, though? (laughs) I did. Okay. (laughs) Which means taking off his collar. Uh, So we are here to gather our friends, our Adventure Time friends. Mm -hmm. Adventure Time? Come on, grab your friends. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Special guest, Adam. (laughs) We have been watching Adventure Time as a family now for... Oh, gosh. Months, right? To get through all 10 seasons? I mean, there's so many episodes. I mean, granted, they're short. They're like, you know, 15 minutes each. or 11. 11. Yeah. But but there are still, there are just so many of them that it takes a while to go through the show. And it's 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 quite quite an epic, uh, epic tale. So a little bit of a backstory. We started watching Adventure Time to do a top four animated series. And we got very quickly obsessed with it i mean adam and i watched it through just ourselves um together first and then we kept talking about it so much marco was like okay i gotta watch this because he watched like maybe like the first few episodes with us and just he saw it on in the background but we got so into it adam and i that marco just needed to jump on the bandwagon so we started it after adam and i finished the entire series we went right back to the first episode and started it again watching with marco and he also fell in love with it and so now we're here to talk about our favorite adventure time characters both major and minor because we couldn't we couldn't narrow it down to four it's there's so much there's so much and so we have we have a top eight today yeah yeah, yeah because like it's so hard and there's just so many characters and the show it's just such an incredible show and it's done so well and and the characters they get so much personality even with very brief uh you know screen time that, that some of them have and there's just so much there there's so much depth in this show that I, I felt like I like when I was trying to think of my favorite characters, I, I couldn't limit it to just a handful of like, you know, the big headliners. Like I, I had to go into the, the more minor stuff because just there's so much there. Well, it's just like so good. I love Adventure Time. I wish there was more, but I also think it had the good ending point at the same time. Yeah, that's like there's not a lot of shows where I can say that they ended at a good time. You know, but this one I think ended at roughly the right time. Like I, I think they they had the chance to make these giant storylines to eventually wrap them up, to move the characters forward, to develop the world, develop all sorts of different parts of the world, and it's a big world. Um, I, I think that I think they had a good amount of time in this show. It was ten seasons, some of which are very long. Um, and, and why I love the show, and I was so sad to have it end. It never got old or stale or boring or bad the way the way many shows do if they're like if they just go too long. Like The Simpsons. Yes, like The Simpsons. Like The Simpsons <laughs> is like the opposite of this show. It's like they should have stopped that show twenty five years ago, and instead, here are they, they are. Still going. Yes, they oh are. Oh my son. god. Yes, they are. <laughs> they're still going. And they're not good. <laughs> so. Yeah, this this show has quickly become one of my absolute favorites. I think if we did a top four TV shows of any kind, again, this one would totally make the top two. Uh, It's it is just it imprints on your heart in a way that is really unexpected from kind of like a really weird, goofy animated show that you think is just a full of nonsense. But it all comes around full circle and so much gets tied together and you get really invested in all the characters and there's so much, they're so funny and there's so much heart and there's drama. It's, 
So we're totally, we're probably going to be dropping some spoilers in this episode, I would say, even though we're just talking about the characters. So I think like if you are really into this show or if you're even thinking about watching this show, don't let us spoil it for you. It's so good going into it unspoiled and seeing it for the first time. I almost wish I could watch it for the first time again. Like <laughs> Me too. Definitely take some time, go and then come back to this episode because it'll be worth it. Yeah, and and I anybody who has not seen Adventure Time for some reason if you made it this far into this into this episode, I strongly recommend go watch it. You might just like you might see it and be like, "Oh, it's a cartoon." I you know, I'm an adult. What I'm not, maybe I'm not going to like it that much. Trust me, watch this series. It is so good. <laughs> I know I love it so much. And I got to say winning Marco over is a big feat because he isn't very into a lot of animated stuff and series. Like that's not typically your thing i mean you like futurama and stuff but that's geared towards adults anyway this is it seems like it was geared towards kids but then there's like a lot of adult themes in it too it's just done in such a different way like it's a kid show but it's it totally translates to adults is it a kid show i don't know it was on the cartoon network it was on cartoon network but i actually don't think it's really a kid's show at least it's certainly not not a young kid's show it's Mm. like medium like my age yeah yeah it's it's loosely based on D. &D yeah it's like you know the cartoon adventure kind of show but it's like there's so much character development there's so many like pretty pretty like emotionally mature themes in it yeah major Uh, characters die yeah, major characters die. They there's relationships that begin and end. There's a lot of a lot of kind of emotional maturity there's moments. There's a pregnancy and yeah. kids that get that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's there's definitely a lot of like I, I wouldn't say mature themes in the sense of like you know like racy stuff, but it's more like uh, you know emotional maturity. It's, mm-hmm. it's you know themes that that are like you know young adults would find. Uh, just as compelling as, you know, a 10-year-old would. Well, I mean, the main protagonist in this uh, series is Finn the Human. And he starts off at the age of, how old is Finn when he starts? 13? 13 through 17. Yeah. So, and we see the character age and mature and grow up. And that's what is is part of this show that's just so amazing to watch. It's definitely a coming-of-age show, but done in this really bizarre world of ooh. All right, before we get to our rankings, we are brought to you this month by Clean My Mac X. Your Mac is a crucial tool for work, education, and life, so you want to make sure you can rely on it. MacPaw are on a mission to help your machines help you, which is why they developed Clean My Mac X, an ideal decluttering app to keep your Mac in tip-top shape. Clean My Mac X includes 49 tools to find and delete invisible computer junk. It helps to tune up your Mac so it runs at maximum speed, and it organizes your disk space showing your large hidden folders, meaning you can free up tons of space so your Mac never runs into issues with storage. And it prevents a Mac from cluttering, lagging, and slowing down. And Clean My Mac's all-new menu app helps you take care of your Mac's health with six detailed monitors that provide useful information about your Mac's storage, CPU performance, RAM, battery, network speeds, and more. Clean My Mac X is notarized by Apple and is also available in the Mac App Store, and it really stands out in its design. In 2021, Clean My Mac was honored with the Red Dot Award, UX Design Award, and has become a Webby Award nominee this year. So get Clean My Mac X today with 5% off at macpaw.app slash top four. This kind is only valid for two weeks, so go right now to macpaw.app slash top four for 5% off. And one final note, despite the war in MacPaw's home 
home country of Ukraine, the team have worked hard to make sure there are no disruptions in the support and development of CleanMyMacX. The product is stable, safe, and secure. So our thanks to CleanMyMacX for their support of Top 4 and all of Relay FM. Let's let's start. So we we as as we mentioned, we're going to split this up into major and minor characters because we just couldn't pick four of like the combined set. So if I I, I would like to do major characters first, I like Adam's yeah. idea there because I think the minor characters will be funnier. Yeah. So <laughs> let's do major characters, then minor characters, and then honorable mentions to Absolutely. pick up any slack that someone else didn't mention. Since now there's three of us. Absolutely. Yeah. Good idea. Because okay. I don't want to like have an honorable mention step on someone's ranking. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. So let's do major characters first. Adam, who is your number four major character? Jake. One, because he's like an amazing looking stretchy dog. And also when he stretches, he makes a balloon noise. Yeah, it's like balloon stretching. <laughs> yeah, if you stretch out a balloon balloon and like rub it, it sounds like that. And it's really, really funny. And he's like, and he can turn them like to anything, like a glider. Once he decided to be a brick in, a, in an <laughs> old right. shack. I love that episode. I just really, really like Jake, but he didn't really know where to put it. But there are so many characters that he like more than him, mm-hmm. but he still like him a lot. So that's why is he my number four. Uh, I should probably disclose since we're talking about Jake, I guess. But let's just like start piggybacking on each other. So Jake was my number three in Jake major characters. is my number one major character. <laughs> oh, mm. so I just want to preface that uh, Jake is one of the absolute main characters. It's Finn the human and Jake the dog. And he is kind of like the brother of Finn the Human. Yeah, like the Ish. big brother. Yeah. But there's like so much story to like go against that and then so much more story to go with that. Right. So like it's like back and forth between like, yeah. it, is he like a brother or was he adopted? Like, Well, he was. He is the adopted big brother. Like, so right, Finn but, was adopted mm-hmm. into uh, Jake's biological family. And so it, so that he is his his older adopted brother. Jake is older than Finn by, by, a, by a good deal. Yeah, he's. A, he, I think he starts when he's twenty, twenty four. I think it was. Yeah, something. He's yeah. He's in like his mid to late twenties. And so, what I like about Jake's dynamic with Finn is that he often provides the emotional maturity to guide Finn through something difficult that Finn's going through. So if Finn's going through like, you know, a tough challenge or an issue with romance or some kind of, you know, conflict within himself, oftentimes Jake is the voice of reason to say like, you know, hey, man, it, you know, why don't you do this or why don't you think about it this way or whatever. And he's he's often and Jake seems to be very confident in himself and, and sure of himself and, and, you know, pretty emotionally developed himself. And so he's often able to provide that guidance for Finn. And I, I love that dynamic. I love, as Adam said, the humor in jake's stretchiness and he like the yeah the the balloon noises the just all the little subtle little bits of humor that are all throughout the show uh as as jake stretches into various forms for various reasons it's It's, funny how sometimes he like stretches into something and then like everyone thinks he's that even though he's just like completely orange beside his face and everyone thinks he's whatever he stretches into if he stretches into a cow, everyone thinks he's a cow. If he stretches into like a piece of grass, everyone thinks he's grass or he doesn't see him. Mm-hmm. He was a tree once, remember that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, the brick. Yeah. Like- <laughs> and like Finn can always tell where he is because he's Jake. <laughs> and is he orange or yellow? I thought we thought he was yellow. He's like, he's more... Kind of like a mustard. 
yeah, yeah. he's more or he's more orangish. Yeah. So what I love about Jake is not only does he provide Finn with this amazing emotional support, like you you mentioned, but he's also like fun loving and adventurous at the same time that he's always there to indulge Finn's adventurous side and like be right there as his comrade and his brother and his friend. Um, but at the same time they have fights. And I also like how Jake's support um, is involved with his stretchiness. Like a lot of the things that Finn is able to do in like this cartoon version of like adventuring and they're battling these like monsters and stuff. The the way that they almost make an excuse for Finn being being extraordinary is that Jake's like paranormal stretchy ability makes up for Finn's physical shortcomings as a human. Yeah. So like if Finn wants to like jump off of a cliff and like dive at a monster with a sword, Jake can like stretch out and grab him so he doesn't actually fall. So it's like this strange and wonderful dynamic of the realities of being a human fighter that Finn has, but then he has this backup system of Jake that because he has like these uh, extraordinary abilities of stretching makes up for all that. And I just, I just think it makes such a magical, wonderful pairing and Jake's wisdom and his chillness about things and his self-confidence. He's just such a wonderful foil for a young boy that's growing up and trying to learn about himself. I adore Jake. Oh, and if anyone doesn't know, um, and you decide to listen to this podcast against all warnings that you are now listening and you haven't seen the series, you might know Jake from the making bacon pancakes meme. Yeah, making bacon pancakes. <laughs> That's it, Jake the dog. Yeah, that is Jake. And <laughs> if you watch the episode, you'll see that Finn comes in about three seconds after the the meme ends. And I I love that. Like I I had heard that meme a lot before I'd ever seen the show, and I love how fast it is in the show. Like it's only in one episode, I think, and and it's just like it's a like a ten second long thing, and that's it. All right, so. Besides, uh, so that that's your number four. Mm-hmm. My number three and your number one. <laughs> yeah. All right. So Jake Jake ranks pretty well for us. All right. Um, He's just so confident and cool. Like, how could you not like Jake? Yeah. Right. So. My fourth uh, is LSP, Lumpy okay. Space Princess. Oh my glove. <laughs> yeah, that's good. That would be my number five. So my reasoning for Lumpy Space Princess, I she's so ridiculous and she's so annoying at first but her character is just really honed in in such a way that she's just absolutely hilarious to me i love that she's lumpy i love she has like this valley girl accent that kind of has like this masculine edge to it which i find very funny and charming i love it so much i love her attitude about everything not that i love the way she is because she's super obnoxious but but (laughs) she's consistent Mm -hmm. like i really like her as a foil in the episodes uh i just her purple bubbliness the the phrases that she says like sticks with you her voice sticks with you it's it's like you see a picture of her and you can hear the voice Remember the meme where, like, you it had a picture of Mommy Spaceman and says, "Oh my God, you're so totally reading this my voice." Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like that's why I she deserved the number four spot for me because she's not a super major character. Like she's one of the main princesses, and like 
later on in the series, she becomes much more of a main character, but she's right there from the very beginning. Like we see her in some of the very first episodes and she lasts until like the very last episodes. And it's just that when I think of Adventure Time as a whole, if you're thinking of like all the characters, she just has to be in there. Like her purple lovely lumps just need to be in there like oh my god my luscious lumps (laughs) see like you can't stop saying and like thinking the phrases that she says and like that voice it's it's perfection i love it so much yeah ls and i also like that they shorten her name to lsp and she ends up living in the woods and (laughs) she's so much (laughs) like everything about her like when she even she's so consistent too of a character she like every interaction that she has it's consistently her. She's she tries to do things because they're popular and cool, or she tries to be popular and cool, and and she fails. And, and she like, fails in some parties. That <laughs> like she always wants in on parties, but she never gets invited because she's annoying, <laughs> right? Or or I think once she was invited, but since she lived in the woods, she didn't have mail. Yeah, because she's kind of homeless. Like that's she's portrayed yeah. as being homeless. Like because she she left her her kingdom. Well, her, she lived in lumpy space, which right. is another dimension actually right. to the world. So like she doesn't follow the same mechanics as the world that she's living in. Yeah, because she's of another world. So she's from lumpy space, and so yeah, she ran away from home because she was upset with her parents, and uh, so she lives in the woods, like homeless. Yeah. Sometimes she's dressed in like a plastic bag. Sometimes she lives in a hotel, but yeah, she's. She's always there and, um, you know, everyone kind of gets endeared to her. And Mm -hmm. she used to live in a hotel and then she's out in the woods for the rest of the for the rest of the show. All right. So my number four major character is BMO. Of course. I I love BMO so much. Like he is or she is or they are. Yeah. So BMO's gender is is kind of floating. Um, He's referred to as he most of the time. It's a little floating, but I'm going to default to he because that's the most commonly used gender. So BMO is, first of all, a huge source of amazing like little comic relief. Like, yeah, I love like when they have like, a VHS tape and he's like, how do you play this? He's like, oh, just put it in my butt. <laughs> like, <laughs> I love when he changes his own batteries. Do you remember that? Yes. He like, he, has like to falls fall. backwards. It's <laughs> and BMO is an adorable character, like, you know, not only used for for funny moments, but also just like kind of adorable little touching moments. Like he's very he's portrayed as like personality wise being kind of like a I'd say maybe like a, a, a preteen boy sort of. Um, I love the execution of the character. I, I love how like, you know, BMO is uh, it's voiced by um, actually voiced by the same voice actress that voices Lady Rainicorn acts, you know, very kind of, you know, young and playful. And the voice is always sounds like it's like over a telephone because it's like coming out of small speakers on him, I guess. Like, <laughs> it's just it's so well done. And and he is just so charming. I, I love BMO. There's so many episodes where BMO is is not necessarily usually the main focus, but it's usually kind of off to the side or, you know, play, playing little brief roles here and there and just a wonderful character. And Absolutely then I love I love when he thinks of being grown up. Is this like a tall, like stretched out version of him yeah. with like a fancy Hawaiian shirt? <laughs> yeah, and I love like all like the BMO has a lot of like old technology jokes written in, like all the the video game stuff where the, where he's like you know hosting games that Jake and Finn are playing. So much of like the the you know old media kind of jokes. It's it's great. He's just he's such an endearing character because he's there 
learning about the world and everything's kind of like new and fresh and he's very like ingenue kind of style of a of a character but yet he's there just for this he he was he was made for um to experience joy and entertainment that was like what his mm-hmm purpose was when he was built in the mo factory yeah uh, there, but like what i love about him is that he's like this little computer console or you know game boy type character and yet this this character brings so much backstory like yeah. we end up hearing so much about who bemo was and where they came from and it's just it's such a wonderful joyful discovery of this character i don't have them on my list because i knew someone else would talk about them so i'm really glad about that mm-hmm. but yeah bimo is just absolutely adorable and iconic you can't help but love that little digital face yeah especially when he's looking in the mirror and he calls himself football oh well because yeah football was like was bimo's imaginary friend character which was himself in the mirror but then it shows that football, football is actually a real thing when they switch places and he is in this other dimension. I still think yeah. that's BMO see. playing pretend. Yeah, I, th- I, th- I thought that was like a BMO dream. Yeah, or, that's, you know. B- that's BMO's I thought that like imagination. Kind of, but like it's still really, really cool. Yeah, yeah, I like the way they did that. All right, so Adam, what's your number three? My number three is Peppermint Butler. Nice. He's just this like demon piece of candy that knows <laughs> death himself and is just a funny and such a good character so i thought that peppermint butler would be an a minor character and so he's my number one minor character (laughs) that's fair yeah it's kind of in the middle it's kind of like on the border on the boundary between major and minor yeah like when we were just making one list pep butt was definitely on my list i love he's called pep butt (laughs) i love how everyone in the show gets these nicknames and like because it's like you know many of the names in the show are long like you know a certain, certain princess might be like you know three different words long or well, you know, Lumpy Space Princess, always abbreviated to LSP. You know, even Princess Bubblegum gets abbreviated, you know, ver- various ways. And like, cause that, that's how people actually talk. Like, like I love peoples. that they do that. Yeah, exactly. Peoples, yeah. Peeps. Like, I, like, I love so many th- different names for like one character. Yeah. And, and, and many of the characters are like that. And, and, I, and I love that they, that is how people would really talk. And they just do that in the show. And they don't explain it. They just let you figure it out. And it's great. Yeah. So, yeah, Pep Butt. Oh, I I think that this character is so hilarious. It's it's so he's he is a peppermint candy, like the like an old person's peppermint candy, like with the swirl. Yeah, the round disc. Right. And he has a proclivity towards the dark arts, which is really <laughs> funny. So there's like multiple episodes. He's the butler of Princess Bubblegum. And this all sounds crazy if you have not seen the show and I'm trying to explain this. And so he uh, he uh, multiple times during the show interacts with like dark things. He summons demons. He helps Finn and Jake get to... Um, get to the underworld to see death and death is like oh yeah pep butt my man he's like about to kill he's about to kill finn and then he's like please peppermint butler please and then death just stops it fully and just says wait you know peppermint butler <laughs> <laughs> so it's like this this candy that's just like a helper butler you think it would just be like a background character he ends up having like kind of a major role in the whole arc of the series and i just i adore that he has like this secret really dark side to him and so yeah pep but rules <laughs> all right tiff number three 
Uh, my number three was Jake. So oh right, all right. My number three then, uh, major character is Marceline. Oh, hey, Marceline's my number one major character. I'm not surprised. Ooh. No one's surprised. <laughs> not surprised at all. Yeah, I love Marceline. I mean, I'll let you talk more about her. But what I what I love about her is, I mean, first of all, yeah, she's just a great character. You know, overall. I love her musical talent, especially like, yeah, like the she's first of all an amazing singer, and I love that her she writes these amazing sounding songs with really simple, almost stupid lyrics. Yeah. <laughs> so you have like amazing singing voice, this cool bass line that you know she's always playing the bass, and it's about these like you know trivial like teenage issues. Basically, like it's it's so fun. So, yeah, Why she's a, did you <laughs> She's an amazing character, and uh, yeah, I, I I love Marceline. So why is she your number one? No, I'm really excited that you love Marceline almost <laughs> as much as I do because like there's so many characters that like I love, but like there's so many that like I forgot about half of them on the list, and also I like these ones better, and I want to like. Bleh. Well, that's why the list is interesting because like the the ones that first come to your mind stand out to you and that's okay you can still it doesn't mean that you don't like any of the other characters when you're doing top four it just means that these ones stood out for you the most and so yeah i'm really excited that you have marceline on your list like i agree with everything you said i think she's a super cool character i always love a vampire i always love a like kind of an angsty chick like i really like her vibe of everything i like that she is super moody at times and volatile but then she'll like come back around and she has your back you know and her fashion sense in the show is fantastic like there aren't many cartoon shows where the characters have like very distinctive fashion because they're changing their clothes constantly like you see pieces of clothing like reappear in different places and like they move around like it's i love that these characters have like a wardrobe essentially yeah. yeah that's a good point because most cartoon characters wear the same thing all the time i mean finn's the exception he's always kind yeah. of the same he'll take off his hat and stuff and he'll have different hair Mar- and marceline also her hair changes like a ton mm-hmm. and like i just i love the dynamic parts of her character i love her angsty relationship with her dad i think that's so funny her dad's a demon and her mom is human and she's a vampire but she became a vampire through other means so uh just she has a very rich backstory she has she's been around as long as most of these other characters and like we're talking about like a thousand years that some of these characters have known each other so you have a lot of history involved in them. And Marceline has kind of like seen almost all of them mm-hmm. and she's endured and been around, but then she also has like troubles. There's a one um, episode where she's trying to figure out how to become not a vampire and like how that affects her. And there's just, I just, I love her attitude. I love that she only drinks red. Like she doesn't drink, yeah. she drinks red. She drinks the color red. Um, like strawberries. Like. <laughs> anything red, they, they get her like red lipstick or whatever and, then when and she, she like becomes, drinks it. <laughs> and then when she temporarily becomes not a vampire, she like loves all the food and she's like eating, 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 eating. And she <laughs> loves it so much because she never had that flavor like since she was little. Mm-hmm. But like, I love her. Her bass is so cool. Like you said, her songs are just very memorable. 
horrible but ridiculous. Every time we say the word, uh, if Adams, you know, is asking for "Hey, Daddy," we always reply with "Why did you eat my fries?" Which is one of her lyrics. And Daddy, <laughs> why did you eat my fries? Yeah, her her character just like when we see her alone in her room too. She's kind of aloof, you know, and I re- I really like that that she's really comfortable by herself. And even like the first time we were introduced to her we don't immediately like her. Like she's kind of like um, a jerk in the beginning. Yeah, and then she like, is. She's uh, kind of a bit of a troll and she's teasing and, you know, it takes a while for everyone to warm up to her. But once she does and she starts letting people in, she's very loyal to them. And I, I really appreciate that. I, I, I very much understand the idea mm-hmm. of being standoffish to people you don't know. And then eventually warming up to them and becoming very loyal. So yeah, I know some people like that. <laughs> I feel very attuned to Marceline. All right. Adam, number two. Fern. Oh. Whoa. Okay. I'd like to hear more about this. It's like the... So Fern is like the grass version of Finn that ends up coming in the late episodes. And Finn is trying to teach him about himself. And I just think it's so cool to have that character just like like that. Mm Mm-hmm. That's All cool. right. What's your number two? My number two is Finn. Woo! Straight okay. up Finn, because he's the hero of the of the series. And also, I love how Finn is as a person. Like, he is very noble. He's very dedicated to the idea of helping people. But also, he loves adventure, and he wants to be a hero. He's super tough when it comes to, like getting hurt he just like brushes it off he's he tries to be super tough but then at the same time like he also tries to be tough emotionally and that catches up with him like emotionally he isn't that strong with but he is fine with jumping into a volcano (laughs) like there there are many people like this (laughs) but like so he will bury a lot of like painful emotional things and as we learn throughout the series that that kind of catches up with him and he's forced to confront them and i just i really love the dignity that this character is written with because he is able to face a lot of those fears in a way that is at first he he just like he it's a stoic dignity that he has. Like he might be very hurting, but he takes a minute to like realize that he's also able to communicate that like, Hey, I'm upset right now. You know, he is able to clearly state that. And I find that really admirable. And then he becomes a person like he's growing up into an adult that, that favors diplomacy over fighting and aggression. Yeah. And I think that that's such a wonderful lesson to show and it's a it's a great way of growing up and he's just like plain cool he's so easygoing when it comes to like anybody's thing he's like yeah do your own thing man like he just he embraces everyone's differences without judgment at all and that's why i find him to be such a wonderfully written character that is fun adventurous heroic dignified and it's all like still in this container of like this young boy so like Mm -hmm. sometimes he will just be like i'm just gonna jump in the mud or like you know like something very boyish that he'll do or like i should say very childlike that he would Mm -hmm. do and get involved in and because he loves adventure and yet he is is able to just just 
be cool with everyone. He's so pragmatic, you know, and I, I really, I think he's a wonderful character to have as a lead. Like, yeah, I just, I think he's a really well-written character and he just had to be on top of the list. Number two. I, from my number two, I had late stage Finn. So like specifically like Finn towards like, you know, the, the, the latter, maybe third of the show. Cause like, you know, I agree with everything you just said, like, and, and he, I mean, the, the range of emotions and things you had to go through is greater than what most shows would display, even in an adult character, let alone like a teenage boy character. Like this is, this is unheard, and let alone in an animated series that's ostensibly for kids. Like that is unheard of to have this kind of depth. Like he, he goes explicitly through identity crises crises um depression on multiple occasions he goes through like real depression and has to process that and has to figure out you know how to handle that like the the range of of what he goes through is really something else and abandonment uh, yeah loss of limbs yeah and just like the the emotional maturity that he develops uh over time is is beyond even what most adults have and it's really quite quite something to see this character, you know, written and portrayed this way. It's it's really amazing. All right, number one, I already had Jake as mine, and you I have Marceline as mine. Yours. So Adam, who's your number one? <sighs> this is definitely my favorite character, Prismo. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's great. I love Prismo <laughs> so much. Like he gives pickles. I love him, and I wish he was in more episodes. I I love his story of like how he's like a sleeping man and then he comes back. I I love it so much. Like I I never wanted to leave the show. One of the main reasons being Prismo. Mm-hmm. So like, what is it about Prismo that makes you like him so much? He's just like so funny. Like he's when he's in the hot tub. <laughs> like he's just like against the wall when he's doing an and in hot tub. His head is just like. Ugh. Can you explain explain who Prismo is? Prismo is like this dimensional thing that gives you one wish, but then ends up making friends with Finn and Jake. He's a two-dimensional like shadow almost. So like he's just like he's just kind of against the wall as this like shadow person. I like how Jake, like for his wish, wish it's always like a sandwich, and Prismo's like, <laughs> "Why do you want a sandwich? I could just make you a sandwich." <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and I love and Prismo is voiced by Kumail Nanjiani, and you could I, I think I think Kumail's had he must have had some role in some of the script writing or or at least I, I don't know because it's the character is Kumail Nanjiani like yeah. it, it's his humor <laughs> his like, obviously his delivery you know but like it it's so clearly like his style of humor so either he helped write it or they wrote it as him basically like yeah, it's, it's like this extra dimensional wish character yeah <laughs> it's so funny and he lives in also a different place in space yeah like this dimension anyway all right so that's all of our majors let's go to our minors so minor character adam number four minor character the pinata dude on the ceiling in <laughs> candy kingdom <laughs> That he forgot the name of. I don't even know. I didn't even know he had a name. I think it does have a name. <laughs> it does, but he forgot it. So I just wrote pinata thing. That's awesome. <laughs> I'm going to look it up for you. All right. <laughs> All right. I'll go first then while we're waiting for that. So uh, my number four minor character is Abracadaniel. <laughs> <laughs> I love that name, Abracadaniel. By the way, your pinata's name is Lolly. Oh, okay. 
Yeah, Pinata's name is Lolly. <laughs> so Abraka Daniel is a wizard who is kind of inept, or uh, not inept. But he's he he's like he's a wizard in the sense that he can like you know cast spells and has magic and stuff. But he always just has like the weakest, like most inert. <laughs> tricks he can do like you know putting forth all this effort then like you know a single flower comes out of his hand like, or something so like ineffective. <laughs> so ineffective he does this to make a rainbow <laughs> <laughs> makes a tiny bit of a rainbow yeah i love everything and i love that he's actually in a lot of episodes and like they bring him back later and he like befriends ice king like there's all this like all these levels <laughs> <laughs> he's like ice king's buddy he always just kind of pops in at random times <laughs> all right who's your number four minor uh is prismo all right. Because yeah. I thought Prisma was a minor character, but I know you could totally classify him as a major character because he kind of builds a lot of the world. And, yeah, and he's in makes, a lot of episodes. Yeah. And he makes a lot of like big changes that change yeah, the outcome th- of everything. That's why I thought he was a major one. Like, yeah. Prismo is fantastic. Like you said, I love his inflection. I love his humor. It's so dry and sarcastic. I love how he's friends with like Jake and the, um, what's the owl's name called? The cosmic owl. Cosmic owl yeah. And they help each other with like problems and like girl trouble. And like, it's so, <laughs> it's so great. All right. Number three minor characters, Adam, the singing hole. Oh, that's a good one. Oh, that is a good one. And I love how I was just like, Ah, all the time. Mm-hmm. I just really, really like it. I don't really have much to say about about him, but it just stuck in your memory. Yeah, that's pretty cool. All right, Tiff, number three, minor, Hudson Abadir. Nice. <laughs> I just love that name. Hudson. A, Abadir. Yeah, this is Marceline's demon dad. <laughs> yes, Marceline's demon dad, who is um in charge of the Nidosphere. He's the <laughs> Nidosphere, the, <laughs> the demon ruler of the Nidosphere, mm-hmm. and uh, Marceline's dad. I love that he. I love the way he walks. It's so stiff and weird and goofy. He just like walks with these straight legs, like he's on stilts. Like he doesn't have knees or elbows. Yes, exactly. Like he doesn't have knees or elbows. Um, I really like that he is always super proud of Marceline, but she's really embarrassed and annoyed by him all the time. He wants her to take over um, the family business in the Nidosphere, and she's <laughs> refusing to. I just their relationship together is so great. When even when Marceline's like performing that one concert, and he's like there, like cheering her on like completely embarrassing her even when he's like going around he becomes that like horrible like big face toothy demon thing where he's like sucking all the souls i just every time he's on like in an episode every time he's in an episode it's just so funny to me his his mannerisms his inflections he's just a really funny character even though we're kind of supposed to hate him yeah i just i don't at all and of course, the name Hudson Abadir is just such a good name. And it is, I, you're right, like, it is funny, like, the way he's written as this kind of, like, annoying, overly proud dad. Yeah. <laughs> Even <laughs> he's though he's, like... He's a demon that, yeah, like, he's sucks like this, everyone's souls. Yeah, just, like, like evil a, demon. He's and a demon. <laughs> Marceline's like, Dad, stop <laughs> sucking my friend's souls. Like, <laughs> who would say that? All right, my number three minor character is Neptur. Oh, Neptur. <laughs> and what does Neptur stand for? Uh, never-ending pie-throwing robot. Yeah, I believe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love so Neptor is is basically like this like half-assed <laughs> project that Finn made one time, <laughs> and it's like you know this like robot he made out of like a microwave with this pie-throwing arm on the side, and it's like 
it's like when you like are late to for a school project and you gotta really rush something together real fast that's and it's what that really is. crappy and he so he makes this crappy robot who's then there the rest of the series yeah. and it's like and he's and it's he's makes him really early on so like it's like your like your your half ass school project just catches up to you all the time for the rest of time after that. <laughs> it just like, follows you around everywhere. Oh my god, I love Neptune so much. <laughs> I've made so many of those projects and I'm so glad they didn't follow me around for the rest of my life, but here we are. <laughs> He even tries like adventuring, and he becomes friends with Bimo. He gets so involved. I love him too. Like, <laughs> Neptar, oh my gosh! All right, number two minor character, Adam. Crunchy. Oh, good one. <laughs> crunchy. So why crunchy? Out of all the candy people, I like how in the King of one of the King of Ooh episodes, where King of Ooh takes over, that he tries taking over, <laughs> and he's <laughs> like has always, ambitions. he's like always wanting to take over the candy kingdom and it's so funny i just love it so much and i don't really know why i just do uh can you explain what crunchy is crunchy is is like cookie (laughs) a cookie that wants to take over the candy kingdom that's really it but it's so funny all right honey number two minor susan strong oh good one i love her as a character i think it's a she's a really cool way to link a lot of the past um, epi- like the episodes that go back into the past is like Finn is trying to figure out who he is and where he came from and yeah. what happened to the humans and what happened to the humans right and like Susan is kind of like this big link and I also love how buff she is like she is this like big buff powerhouse of a woman mm-hmm. and at first we think like there it's not revealed really like where she came from or why she's that way or anything, but she seems to have like lost her memory in some way. Um, I just, I really like how they build up her character. I really like that she is a very noble person. Um, but yet she also has like this, uh, these flaws, you know, and, and Mm -hmm. she's trying to figure out her own way, but she has very little dialogue because she can't really even remember how to speak. And she's been living in the sewers with like these fish people. And I just, I just really like Susan's character. And I, I like seeing a big built woman. Uh, I think that that's really very cool to have that in a cartoon. And she is nicknamed Susan strong, but we learn later on that her real name is Kara. Yeah. All right, good pick. All right, my number two minor character is Flame Princess. Uh, I really, I really like Flame Princess. Like, I, and I, I love the storyline with her and Finn, uh, where you know they have this relationship. You know, it, it's it starts out really cute. <laughs> like, I love they're trying to like figure out how to hang out, and because she's made of fire, he has to like put aluminum foil on his couch and stuff. Like, I just, <laughs> I love like all those little visual gag details about like how these two characters can actually like date and hang out <laughs> together when one of them is made of fire. <laughs> um, but yeah, I just, yeah, I, I, that whole arc I think is very, very strong, especially you know like a lot of the you know maturity issues trust trust issues there like there's so much there um but then i like you know her having to deal with like anger and her own you know father situation being pretty pretty bad and like there's there's so much there (laughs) and but she also you know i think she's like just a cool character in general even though she is herself like an adolescent and and like growing up and figuring stuff out uh, i think she's a really cool kind of no pun if intended foil to finn and <laughs> and yeah just a really good really good uh sec- secondary character there i also dig fine princess she's she's a really great character i completely agree with you 
All right, number one minor character, Adam. Starchy. <laughs> Old Starchy. I knew you were going to do that. I knew you were going to do that. You have to. <laughs> Old Starchy. Old St- he is one of the, he's like the first character we meet at all, I think, in the very opening scene of the series. Starchy is there with Princess Bubblegum. Oh, really? He's the grave digger. <laughs> <laughs> he's not in the opening yeah he he's in the backstory of how the candy virus started. but he's just like isn't he just like a ball of starch he's a potato i thought i think he's just a starch ball <laughs> like, yeah maybe <laughs> just starch <laughs> all right and my number one minor character is collectively the banana guards <laughs> which one which one does it matter one two three four fifty nine twenty three and forty two <laughs> i love the banana guards so much they're this like inept police force of the candy kingdom i love that they're all like bumbling and dumb i love that they all seem to have the same voice and are the basically the same character just like 60 of them yeah i love <laughs> all the details like i like their that their skins are are their suits and like uh, just uh, the the way the way they go wee you wee you because they don't have sirens wee you you're just like typos <laughs> and this thing like- oh my god i love them so much it's you know again like the talk about like funny little gags throughout the whole show there's so much banana guard humor of just like them being or saying goofy things throughout the entire show being comically inept and it's just oh they're they're so much fun so i love the banana guards all right honorable mentions let's go through them fairly quickly um yeah adam you have any honorable mentions didn't make the list i can't really think of any right at the top of my head right now because like i mentioned them in the main thing yeah that's fine so not really okay, okay. Not i have a, a whole bunch that i'm sure as soon as i say their names you're gonna be like oh all right my first is james baxter oh. <laughs> i love james baxter he's a horse that rides on a beach ball and makes everyone happy i like box prince who is a cat inside of a yeah. cardboard box that has a little oh, crown yeah. cut out like the box kingdom <laughs> I love Hot Dog Princess. I love, the, which is exactly how it sounds. She is a hot dog, and Finn doesn't want to kiss her because he. Well, she's says, a dashend, really. Like she's she is, yeah, she's a hot dog dog. Yes, but <laughs> kind of also a hot dog because Finn says he doesn't want to kiss her because she smells like old hot dog water. Oh no. <laughs> Um, I love the little marshmallow people that when they get burnt, oh, their like yeah. skin comes off. Oh my god, I forgot about that. <laughs> Me too. It's so gross. I gotta go watch the show again. Um, Me too. I really like Canyon, which is um Billy's ex girlfriend. She's just like a really oh, cool yeah. adventure kind of like Athena kind of woman, and she's she's just really cool. Um, I love the snow golem. Oh yes. my god, the oh, snow so, golem. I forgot about him. He oh my god. It was like this one beautiful episode of him and like trying to deal with like this the fire fox the little firefox pup and it keeps like melting his house and like setting things on fire <laughs> and he's just trying to like do his best and all he wants to do is like go to the grocery store and come back. Um it's just so cute. That I, was one of the most touching episodes. Oh, that episode I loved is it so much. It's it's art. That episode's art. I love. <laughs> I love that Abraham Lincoln is a character at all. Like, yeah, <laughs> he's the king of Mars. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> 
<laughs> um, <laughs> and when he dies, he just turns into a statue. Uh, yep, exactly. He turns into the Abraham Lincoln statue. Yeah. Um, I love old Stachy, just like you said. Mm-hmm. I love Party Pat, who is just this absolute doesn't care at all hipster bear that lives inside of a monster and has all these party bears that are his people. Um, I love the tiny manticore. I think that he's really funny and depressed and it's, his lines are so sad. I love magic man. I think that he oh, starts I off. <laughs> I know, but he starts off as a jerk and then like it changes and like, I, so hate I, him I and really like him. his, I like his story arc a lot. Yeah. Um, I like when he's normal man. Yeah. He turns while. into normal man. Uh, I like the water nymphs that like are the yeah. girls that BMO invites over. <laughs> um, <laughs> I love the worms as a collection. Like I love mm. all the little green worms. Um, no worms on the bed. And lastly, I love the snail because it's a built-in Easter egg of a character in every episode. And that's 100% its purpose. Like, I was reading about the snail and it actually was put in just to be an Easter egg mm-hmm. so that people would, like, want to pause the episode and try and, like, find the snail. Because there is a snail waving at you in every single episode. Yeah, oftentimes like, for, like, half a second. Oh, you, so you, quick. And, like, I... You know, the two of you, you're much more observant than me in general, but I think also you might have had a, had better luck seeing this now because it was your second time watching it. Yeah. With me watching it for the first time, I saw almost none of them. And you guys would be like, oh, snail. Like, oh, I missed it. Like, <laughs> Some of them you found and I missed. Yeah. yeah. So it's really fun to have like this random Easter egg in every single episode that you just wait to see even as you're rewatching them because it makes it new again. So yeah, that's my that's my honorable mention list. There's just so many good characters. What do yeah. you got? All I have is a trio of princesses that made me laugh. Okay. Uh, one of them was Hot Dog Princess, which you already mentioned. <laughs> uh, one of them is Wildberry Princess from the Wildberry Kingdom. Which, which only eats meat. I just think it's only... Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. She has so much meat. Because she like can't eat vegetables or she anything, a vegetable. <laughs> anything that's a plant she can't eat so it's only meat she she makes meat pies mm-hmm. yeah i love the wildberry kingdom and that whole thing and then finally bounce house princess <laughs> <laughs> who is a bounce house I thought you were going to say Breakfast Princess. But no, I thought about that. But, but no, Bounce House but Princess. Breakfast Kingdom is funnier than Breakfast Princess. Oh. But yeah, Bounce House Princess. Because I just, I laughed so hard when <laughs> I saw her. <laughs> and then when she came back princess. and she's like living in a cave afraid of a hedgehog. Like, it's just so funny. Like, because she's a bounce. <laughs> yeah, we met her when they had like that princess party. And yeah. she was like there. She's just there in the corner because it's a party. Of course, there'd be a bounce house at a party, right? <laughs> and <laughs> She has a little crown. <laughs> I just, I like. The, the I mean, the the, the people who made this show must have had so much fun, and you can you can tell. Like you can when you see the show, you're like, this was a work of love for these people. Like this was not just some job they had. They were just you know crapping out the work, you know to you know to get a paycheck. Like this was a work of art and and a labor of love for these people, and you can tell. And it must have been so much fun to make this show. <laughs> and it shows in in areas like that where you just have these hilarious little side characters that or these little visual gags that just oh it's so it's so much fun i love the show i i can't wait honestly i can't wait to watch it through again yeah yeah okay let's go all right right now oh i'm so ready for it okay let's go i'm totally in the mood for some adventure time (laughs) come on gather around or is it come on grab your friends you don't grab your friends (laughs) don't grab your friends come on come on respect your friends personal space (laughs) 
invite your friends. There you go. <laughs> Come on, invite your friends. That's it. <laughs> Don't grab that. It's adventure time. 